So in this, uh, I'm excited about this episode. Our guest today is, uh, is Will Fleming. Will Fleming is a uh, strength and conditioning coach, has his own gym in Bloomington, Indiana, Force Fitness and Barbell. And one of the best parts about our guest today is Will is a Masters National Champion in weightlifting. Will, thanks for joining us today. Doc, uh, my pleasure. As, as you know, I'm a big fan of yours, so uh, anything, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show. Well, that's awesome, man. Thanks, buddy. Let's, um, so 15 minutes of mental toughness. We've got these four questions. Um, let's get into it. So it, in terms of like mental toughness, what, what does it mean to you? Uh, mental toughness is, you know, I, we've, we kind of talked about this, but I don't think that, uh, you know, you don't exhibit mental toughness in times of no stress. You know, it's, it's in the face of adversity. Um, do you do what you know how to do? Right. Um, and so I think that it's, um, you know, it's like on field and court sport athletes, you know, it's that crunch time. Uh, doing what they've practiced over and over and over, even in the face of fatigue and, uh, you know, an opponent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in individual sports, it's uh, standing up for that last attempt in the pole vault or the shot put or uh, in weightlifting, obviously, is one where I experience is standing up to that last attempt uh, for to go for a win, to go for a record, to uh, go for a personal record. Uh, all of those things are... Uh, can create stress and adversity and so being able to stand up to that and fight through it and sometimes fail but learn from that but you know most of the time try to you know succeed and um and doing that whenever you know the stress is high or the adversity is high yeah do you think in terms of that note do you think that we have to go through that failure in order to really achieve that success that we want well i'd say that I'd say that in a perfect world, you don't have to, but every athlete that I've ever worked with has had failure, right? And so uh, it's almost uh, incomprehensible to think that you could not have a failure before you have a success. Um, so, and, and failures can be on the small scale. They're not always on the grandest scales, but um, I think we always have that uh, failure at some point um, that can lead us towards a success later on. You know, early on in my career, I, I, we, we talked about this is uh, I was almost like expected to win when I like started in track and field back, you know, in high school. Um, you know, there was a period where I didn't lose for two years. Right. It was like, you know, hey, I'm not going to uh, I don't lose. Right. And um, and then, you know, you're hitting the face with a loss. Uh, you know, in my case, it was on a big stage and I lost. And, you know, it's like, how do you rebound from that? You know, so um, so, you know obviously at young ages and uh you know certain talent levels you you might not ever have adver you might not have adversity adversity for a period of time uh but it's going to come at some point yeah absolutely yeah one of the things i like to say is uh, mental toughness is caught more than it's taught yeah yeah um so so one of the one of the recent accomplishments that you had is uh you're you know a master's national champion in in weightlifting and you set the the national record as well um you know, in snatch and clean and jerk. And so a lot of our, our listeners here and viewers may not be familiar with it, but they'll see the picture of you doing it. Um, can you walk us through, you know, that process for you in terms of, you know, your drive and, you know, that challenge of, of wanting that, that record in that championship? Yeah, it was kind of, um, 
it was it was me it was I, I had competed in track and field all the way up to the 2008 Olympic trials and I went to the Olympic trials um, and it was not I was not in a situation where I was going to make the Olympic team but I just wanted to you know I had a you know it was pretty much my final performance right it was I, I needed another four years to make the Olympic team if I was going to but I decided I was going to move out of track and field and start my own gym and um, so I kind of thought my competitive days were behind me um, and it was maybe 2012 or so I, I think I had watched the Olympic trials track and field on TV and I was like man you know if I had kept with it maybe I could have made that team but I was like you know going out and being a recreational hammer thrower because uh, there are, you know, being a professional hammer thrower is a myth, right? But being a recreational hammer thrower um, is really hard to do. But I was like, I'm still competitive. I want to do something, right? I want to, want to go out there and like push myself. And I had been a weightlifter when I was younger, so I was like, you know, hey, I have a gym, I have all the equipment. This is going to be, you know, I can go do this. So I set my sights really early on on that I wanted to, I wanted to set the masters national records in the snatch, clean and jerk. And the total, right? So the snatch lift is one movement overhead. The clean and jerk, you stop at the chest and go overhead. Um, and the total is your combined weight of two, those two lifts. So I decided that I wanted to set those records when I turned 35, which was the age where you can compete as a master. So uh, that was a goal I set four or five years ago um, and just was kind of plugging away at it. And um, so and that goal kind of solidified because I'd started competing again and I had uh, had a conversation with my mom who was always like my biggest supporter and she mm -hmm. uh, and and she said well you know what what are you doing honey and you know kind of just at, checking in on me asking what I'm doing and I said you know I'm competing again because when I turn 35 I want to set these national records right and she she said um, she she said oh you know oh Dolly you always have the biggest goals I love that about you you know and uh, uh, unfortunately, she passed away about two weeks after that, mm. um, after we had that conversation, because I really? just like kind of, yeah, and it was, um, you know, it was like unexpected and all that kind of stuff. But it, it kind of solidified in my head that I was like, you know, that was one of the last like real conversations I had with my mom where I was talking to her. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging along with that no matter what. Um, so that was, that was, you know, three years ago that I had kind of had that conversation with my mom. And so uh, we were able to have that. I was able to you know, bring that to a head and actually uh, chase those national records uh, just a, a little while back. So, Will, so this was three years ago. So this journey on on your goal has been about three years, like, in the making. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're a husband, you're a father, uh, you have your own gym. What, what was it about this goal that, that you wanted? Um, it was just, like... Um, you know, a number of things like I just, I like being competitive. Right. And, um, I, you know, to me, I felt like this was something, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like these were unattainable goals, right. It wasn't like they were way out there, but it was like, Hey, this is within possibility. And like, to me, it was like, you know, I'd sat down and it was, uh, if I work really hard and I'm, I'm consistent and I stay healthy, like, it's so all these things that are like, you know, good indicators, right. Uh, as a as a dad and as a as a coach and all that kind of stuff is like you know I gotta I gotta I can't do it without training hard right so I gotta train hard and I gotta uh, do it consistently I can't just like you know show up and make these records so I gotta do it consistently and I gotta stay healthy right which is an important thing right as a as a father you know I don't want to I don't want to wreck myself you know chasing my own personal goals right I don't want to not be able to carry my son around because you know so I had to train smart and all that kind of stuff so it was really just 
you know, that whole process was really fun for me. And I competed along the way, right? I went to the, I went to the senior national championships, which is the open national championships, all ages. Um, I went to that a couple times and finished eight as being one of the older guys at the competition. And, you know, I, I had set some personal records. So all those things were like going and, uh, had, you know, milestones along the way where I could, uh, test myself. Um, and then, but also not really have to like sacrifice my whole life for this goal because as an aging, as a 35 year old and having, having a son, I wanted to like be able to spend time with him. So it wasn't like I needed to spend two hours in the gym every day or three hours in the gym. It was something that was achievable for me. Uh, so it was just a really attractive goal. Uh, and I like working towards something. I like working towards something in my business, right? Whether that's a, you know, a revenue goal or a number of clients who we coach or a number of athletes that we can help go to, you know, compete in division one athletics or whatever, like having these goals and like just working towards them. I think that's, I think that's, that's the fun part of being an athlete and an entrepreneur. Yeah. So, you know, and I think with people in the athletic realm, like they realize that they're always these, uh, the game within the game and, and people always talk about the mental game and how it's more mental than is physical. Um, you know, can you walk us through, you know, that competition for you and, 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 and what were one of those moments where you knew it was going to happen for you? Like you knew that, um, that you were going to be successful and, and what's what was that whole mental process like for you? Yeah. So weightlifting, uh, for those familiar and unfamiliar, uh, you get three attempts in the snatch and you get three attempts in the clean and jerk and it's just three. It's not like a pole vault competition or high jump where you get three at each, you know, weight or height, right? Um, it's three attempts. You got to pick them. You got to make them. Uh, so strategy, they, strategy in that. Yeah, there's strategy in that. Uh, and it's, you know, you alone on a platform with three judges who are, uh, you know, kind of upholding the rules. Um, but basically, like, if you get it overhead and, and it's it's a make and there's a couple little rules you got to have to follow within that. But other than that, it's, you know, pretty cut and dry and it's you versus the weight, you know? And so there's, um, you know, the mental part of that is, uh, you have to have confidence in what you loaded on the bar that you can make that, uh, or that your body's in shape to make that and all that kind of stuff. And when we first talked, you know, the thing that was really struggling with me was, you know, heavier weights, I'd almost have doubts in my head where I'd, you know, instead of thinking about that single, you know, you could almost have like one thought, you know, there's one, if you go out there with two, three, four thoughts about what you got to do to make the weight, you're beat before you start. But, you know, you can go out there with one thought and say, if I execute this one thing, then everything's going to go fine. Uh, but I was having doubts where it will get heavy enough uh, on the bar that it would be like, what, what is, uh, you know, I may, I may miss this because it's too heavy or am I strong enough to do this or uh, could I, you know, hurt my back if I do this and all that kind of stuff. So um, you, you kind of, you have to beat those things out. You have to you have to, you know, fight through those or eliminate those. And, and how, did, how did you do that? How do you do that? Well, in our talking with you, you know, this was the biggest thing that I got out of our conversation that I think in hindsight now is like just one of the most crucial aspects of competition was the focus on the routine and not to the point that it, it becomes ritualistic, but routine in that when I have routine, uh, it's just like training. And if I'm very successful in training, then I'm going to be very successful in competition and making those things, you know, train like I'm going to compete and compete like I train mm -hmm. and making both of those things sync up, focusing on my routine, knowing it down pat, 
so that I can, uh, so that I, you know, can almost drown out any noise through routine. So that was, you know, that was crucial to success by just focusing on, you know, just little stuff as in, uh, you know, you wear a knee sleeve, are my knee sleeves up, or is my belt tightened, you know, ch hands chalked, step on the platform, take a big breath, get big, and then, you know, go take my attempt. And you mentioned one one crucial moment where I knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, I had four big goals going into this competition, and the goals were uh, win, set uh, a national record in the snatch, a national record in the clean and jerk, and a national record in the total. And I had uh, three of those wrapped up by my final lift in the clean and jerk. My, I had the win wrapped up, I had the snatch record, I had the total record, but I was down to my very last attempt to set the clean and jerk national record. Yeah. And I was uh, I was on the bar and like any good competitor, you know, you, you drown out the noise, you don't hear people cheering for you or whatever. But I had I put my hands on the bar and for some reason out of the you know, out of my, my right side I could hear my son who's you know twenty one months say, Go daddy lift it and it was just it was just like in my head I was like, Of course I'm gonna make this. You know, there's no chance I'm missing this. Uh, and that, you know, and that's, that's the, I feel like that's the competition of, you know, what a, you know, a father, you know, once you become a father, that's, that's your driver. That's, you know, um, making your family proud and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome, man. Cause I mean, so you're in the, in the midst of, of that, I mean, getting ready to lift it and you hear that voice. Yeah. You know, there, we were talked about routine and my routine would be like, you know, get my hands on the bar, set my grip, you know, take, take one big deep breath. And I was about to take that you know, big deep breath. And as I'm like inhaling, I hear go daddy lift it. And it was, you know, a split second before, uh, before I, I took the attempt. And, and to be honest with you, the attempt before I'd, I had just attempted the, the national record two minutes beforehand and missed it. Uh, I had gotten out of my routine. I had to, the bar was like off kilter. So I went to reset it and it kind of threw me out of my routine. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I, I put a bad attempt on it and I missed it. And so I had to come back with two minutes rest, which is a really difficult thing when you're at a max level weight. Sure. Uh, and I had to take the attempt again. So there was all sorts of opportunities for me to have doubt because I just missed it. I had a two minute rest, a very difficult clock, you know, clock. Adrenal had adrenaline pumping. Adrenaline. Yeah. It's yeah. my last lift of the day. I'd almost, I had set every goal. There was a, I had almost set every goal. So, you know, I could have walked away being successful without having made that lift, you know, uh, but there was. Uh, my son shouted that at me uh, in his, you know, two two year old voice, and it was, you know, all over. So I was I was ready to go. Yeah. So I mean, and, and just delving in that just a little bit further. So I mean, there obviously wasn't time for you to process everything and what that meant. But like at that split second, what what did it do? It just yeah. Uh, you talk about that get big kind of yeah. thing, right? Uh, where. Uh, before you go, like I'm five ten, so you know, said so get six two or yeah. you know, be six four or whatever. I just felt, you know, while I'm on the bar, I felt my you know chest get big, and I was like, I'm you know, I'm stronger than I should be right now. And it was, it was just that breath instead of like, it just felt like I inflated even bigger, you know. And I was like, uh, I was prepared, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't have time, like you said, I didn't have time to process and be like, oh, that's so sweet, you know. Right. But it was like. You know, it's just like in my head, like, heck, yes, I'm going to do this, you know. And that, um, 
you know, just just hearing you say that, your son probably is never going to know that he said that, but, no, but you're no. always going to remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times, like in sports, it's usually different. It's like if there's 2,000 people in the in the crowd, we're going to hear our parents' voice more than anything, you know, that yeah. dad yelling, shoot it, or something like that. Yeah. But, um, but it's such a good story, man. So with, um, with, with wrapping it up with a one last question, in terms of what do – people in general life and athletes and competitors what do what do you feel that they need to know about mental toughness and being mentally tough um you man i'm 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 just repeating what we talked about because it was so impactful to me but it was it was that pressure is what people feel when you don't know what the heck you're doing right yeah. uh, and that was the peyton manning quote and it was it was so accurate right if you train for your sport whether any sport, if you train for your sport and you know it down pat and you've put in the time, you won't feel pressure, right? There was no pressure in any of the lifts that I made, right? There was no pressure in any of the lifts that I attempted at that meet uh, because I knew what I was doing. I had prepared, I had, you know, all sorts of markers and training. I had done uh, lifts exceeding the lifts I hit there. I had uh, done you know, multiple repetitions at lifts I hit there. And so it was, uh, I had done what, you know, I knew what I was supposed to do. I had done the work. I had put in the time. So, you know, there was no pressure felt in any of those, uh, any of those lifts. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I took it from you. And I borrow my ideas all the time. So, yeah. Uh, Will, man, thank you so much. How, how can people just learn more about you? And I mean, I know you have a, a great presence out there. How can people follow you and learn more about you? The easiest way, the place I'm most active is on my Instagram, which is uh, at Will Fleming. Will is with one L. My real name's Wilson. So uh, Will at Will Fleming on Instagram. Uh, our gym is at force or is forcebloomington.com. Um, so if they want to follow up on anything, it's check out forcebloomington.com or at Will Fleming on Instagram. Force, forcebloomington.com. Yep. All right, I'm going to post it on there. Man, thanks All so right, much cool. for your time, Will. And, uh, um, man, really appreciate it, man. God bless. Well, I appreciate it, Doc. Thank you for all your help.